Alrighty guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Richard Jacobs. Now, Richard, first question I ask everybody who comes on the show is just share with us your health journey up until this point, please. Hey, well, um, you know, I was always in okay shape, never like great shape. You know, yeah. I worked out at various points in my life and probably by my mid-30s, I was starting to really not feel well and not move around very much. You know, as we've talked about previously. Yeah. And um, it's three years ago now. I, I was in the highway driving home at night. And all of a sudden, I couldn't see the road. And I didn't know why. And then I went off the road and luckily ended up coming to a halt. Um, what I found out, you know, shortly after is I was rear-ended probably by someone going like 100 miles an hour by an F-150. Okay. And so it gave me a concussion. And what I piece together is that I was looking upwards, you know, because of my, my head and all that got slammed back. Right. So I was looking at the roof of the car. That's why I couldn't see the highway. You know? Oh my and, goodness. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. So I, you know, I ended up going to the hospital and all that. Um, and in the hospital, the doctor says, oh, you have nodules in your thyroid. I said, okay, I don't know what that means. So, you know, I ended up going to the doctor, et cetera. It turned out to be thyroid cancer. And then, you know, when you hear something like that, it kind of melts your face off to hear yeah. it. So that woke me up to health and I realized like, Hey, you know, I may die a lot sooner than I anticipated and I have to do something about it. So I started eating better You know, I essentially went uh, close to ketogenic, you know, mm -hmm. pretty much like that, uh, lost about 40 pounds and started feeling much, much better. And I had started my podcast by that time. I also do a podcast and it was about future technology but it started being more and more about health and uh, now it's mostly about health and that's like, you know, a big part of my, uh, my health journey. And then um, about a year ago, you know, I've been working on everything and sleep was one of the things cause I've, I haven't slept well for a long time, but it's been getting better. So I'm, I woke up and uh, one day and I'm talking to my wife and I was saying, you know, the pillow I was using was going flat and she said, Oh, I'll, I'll take your pillow. And I said, You've had like 10 pillows the past year. What do you want my pillow for? You know, she said, well, maybe it'll work better for me. I said, I don't think so, but okay. And I said, you know, someone needs to make a custom tailored pillow that is measured to your measurements. If you got wide shoulders or, you know, no neck or whatever, and then you'll probably sleep better. She says, well, you have always all these ideas. Why don't you go do that? So I said, that's what I'm going to go do. Okay. <laughs> And from there it started, and uh, you know that's what I've created and been uh, selling it, and marketing it uh, over the past uh, seven months. So now, I, I when I got the email uh, a couple months ago, like to to start lining up this interview, I was really excited because I can't tell me you how many times, like being a physical therapist, people are always asking me, "Well, what pillow should I get?" And mm. I always say, "Well, actually, it depends because there's so many factors that go into it." So that's what I'm curious, like. How did this really like come to be? Like, what were some of the ins and outs of this? Like, how did you find like, okay, here's where people needed to go. And like, are there other things that go into this? Like, okay, do you sleep on your side? Do you sleep on your back? Do you sleep like what all goes into uh, really like custom measuring somebody, but also like their sleep habits in general? Yeah. So I see everything around me as being suboptimal. I'm always wanting to optimize stuff. Yeah. And it frustrates me. Everything, like, you know, you go to the bathroom, the stall door opens inwards. You know, so sometimes you got to, like, worm your way in there. There's no room. And then after you go to the bathroom, you open the door, it opens inwards. You, how do you get out? You know, so right. things like that. 
So this is just another manifestation of that. I went to the store to look for a pillow again after this happened. And they were firm and soft and large and small. And I mushed them in my hands. And I said, I don't know, will this work? And then I went on Amazon. And I looked. And again, same thing. Large, small, firm, soft. I have no clue if it'll fit me. Right. And I bought a whole bunch of pillows. And they would work maybe for a day or didn't work. And it was frustrating me. So I said, all right. This has got to be optimized, and I'm sure that my physical measurements are a big part of this. So um, I have another business I've been running for quite a long time, you know, a marketing business, and I've got a team, and I said, hey, we've got, we've got room in the office. I want to get a bed in there, and I don't want anyone taking their clothes off, but I want to get some pillows, and I want to take pictures of people laying on the pillow on their back or their side. I want to see what's going on. Sure. So we did that. We took pictures of like 50 people. You know, and I, I literally didn't think, hmm, how does someone sleep when they're on their side or on their back? And I saw, like, especially on your side, you know, you'll lay on one arm and the arm will either be tucked under the pillow or stretched out in front of you. And what happens is you relax, you know, you roll forward. And so I was looking literally physically at the body and what's going on. And um, that's when I started the design of the pillow. And we tried a whole bunch of things and I found a design that worked. And then I thought, I got to make this really easy for people. So um, one of the interviews I did a long time ago, um, they used photography of people to get uh, their measurements. So it was for like uh, custom shoes. Okay. So I thought, mm, maybe I can do that for this pillow. So um, we ended up creating a, a machine vision, like an AI application where, so all I need to make a pillow is, you know, I take a picture of you or someone else does, and we use the computer vision to extract your physical measurements, so your head, your shoulders, your neck, all the other stuff. And that's all I need to do. And then I can make the pillow for you. And to show you how easy it is, you know, I was in New York and my, you know, my parents are from there. My dad was dropping me off at the airport. He said, hey, you forgot to make me the pillow. And so I'll make it for you now. You know, just let me give you a picture. And he's like, I'm standing in the drop-off lane. I don't want to get run over. <laughs> I said, that's all right, dad. Don't worry. Here, hold. I gave him a Barnes & Noble card because it acts as a ruler. So I said, here, hold okay. this. Go step on the curb. I'll take your picture. So I did that. I said, all right, we're all good. You, really? Yep. And I left, went home, made him the pillow, we shipped it to him, and it worked. So literally, like, you know, I get pictures now from customers that they're at home, they're at work, they're wherever, and that's all I need. You literally just need a phone or a laptop or something, whatever, anything that takes a picture, and you text or email uh, the picture in or upload it, and that's it. That is just flat out awesome. And that's why I was so, I, I, I thought that was just so cool. First of all, the simplicity behind it, but truly like, it, it's just like anything else. Like you're not going to just go and put you speaking of shoes before, right? It's like, Oh, well they don't approximate your shoe size. No, like you get the right fitting shoe. It's the same concept of a pillow. Like you're spending a third of your night or excuse me, a third of your just life in bed, basically why shouldn't you actually have something that's tailored to fit for you and, and really give you that support uh, that your specific body shape needs? Yeah, here's, here's an easy exercise. You don't need to see anything. But, you know, for people listening, like most people that have problems with sleeping are side sleepers, like probably 90%. So tilt your head to the side a little bit and imagine there's 10 pounds of weight on it, which is the weight of a normal human head, and stay like that for seven or eight hours. What do you think is going to happen to you? You have neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain. You'll wake up probably with a headache, etc. That's what's happening if you're sleeping on a pillow that's too high or too low and not shaped properly to your contours. 
And it's, it's a mechanical reason. That's just one of the things it does to you. Another is if you snore or if you have sleep apnea where you literally, your, your tongue falls back and chokes you out when you're sleeping. Well, your airway, I learned, is the same size as a garden hose. It's 0.6 to 0.8 inches. That's it. It's not even one inch in circumference. So it's very easy if your neck is not in the right spot for that to get kinked. And you all know what happens when you water the lawn and you kink the hose. It goes <laughs> and it sprays out. So that's what happens. That's not the only reason, but that's what makes you snore. That's what makes you have apnea. So with the correct alignment, and this goes right back to posture, you need it, you need airway alignment too. So if I can get you to have a good airway alignment while you sleep, you snore less, you have a better night's sleep because of it. Yeah, and that's just it. I mean, we, if we look at recovery, right? Like if you're not actually getting into those not only uh, REM stages of sleep but deep, deep stages of sleep, like you're not going to be producing the testosterone, the growth hormone that you need to be able to recover. You're not going to have your elevated levels of melatonin to actually stay asleep. Like these are so many things that from a health standpoint like are – absolutely critical and if you're not getting that and that's why it's okay well why are you becoming overweight it could actually be again coming back to just not being able to sleep your metabolism doesn't work properly you're not breathing because you're not actually sleeping like the apnea it's it's amazing just i'm curious what else like what have been some of the biggest things that you've heard from people where they're like okay like where the hell has this been my whole life kind of thing like what have been some of the really cool things that you've heard coming back from people yeah, so there's usually two stages of effects. So the most common thing we'll hear is that the person had neck pain or shoulder pain or low back pain, and sometimes they don't even know they had it. They just forgot, you know, because you wake up and it's kind of like a dream. You forget about the night's sleep. So they would say, you know, I, I used to have neck pain. I don't have that anymore. Or, yeah, my neck pain or my headaches have gone away. That's really cool. And then after people use it for like a few weeks or a month, then they'll start saying, you know, I feel much more awake. I'm not having as much coffee or, you know, uh, again, the, the day is better. I'm sleeping better. I, I forgot I was getting up three times a night to pee and now I only get up like once or I was waking up like six times a night. Now it's maybe like one or two. And that's really, really cool. Um, when I hear those things, um, we, we actually used a, an app called snore labs where you record people sleeping and you hear them snore. Yeah. It was funny. I'm listening to this one day. My wife's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm listening to people snore before and after the pillow. <laughs> and I said, listen, listen. And she goes, yeah, that's that's great. So, But what I heard is that their snoring goes down by about 30%, and their snore is less rough. It's smoother. The breathing's smoother. So it was just like a really cool proof point that it's helping. It's not a cure, but it's helping, which is awesome. Right, and that's all those little steps add up to a really big change then for their overall health. Right. Now, yeah, we we oh, had a couple of strange. Um, one guy, a couple of people said they their arthritis got a little bit better. I don't know why. Um, that I have no clue. But um, well, just lower what, levels of inflammation probably because you're actually being able to sleep and you're going to go like the body is going to be actually cleansing when you're sleeping. So I mean, I could look at probably quite a few different mechanisms, but yeah, the arthritis is going to be they're going to actually be oxygenating their tissues so the body can again heal. The, but again, going back to just some of the growth hormone, the testosterone, like you're actually producing the proper recovery hormones that you should when you're getting into some deep sleep as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, one, uh, two more short examples. I yeah. made a, a pillow for a couple, 
and they they had really interesting results. The husband said his his head would get really hot and he'd sweat a lot when he slept, and with this pillow he didn't. It took me a little while to figure out, but I realized oh, a typical pillow you lay on it, it bunches around your face a little bit. It, you know, you sink into right. it. This one you don't. It supports your head, so it kept the pillow away from his head, so he was sweating less because he had less material around his head insulating him. And then his wife, she said she hadn't dreamed in years, and now she's starting to dream, and it scared her. <laughs> I said, oh no, my no, goodness, that's good. yeah. I, I checked with a few sleep doctors. I said, no, no, it's good, because yeah. the part of your sleep probably was affected was the REM, REM part, the dreaming part, and now that's that's working better for you. That's why you're dreaming, so don't worry, it's okay. So that was their response, which was really cool and interesting. So, Richard, I'm curious. You, you talk about, like you said, the the – the future tech podcast and you're starting to get a lot more uh health uh related uh speakers on there like what are some of the things that you're just even uh geeking out on or really interested in uh now like as far as like whether it's guests that you're trying to get on or just something that like you're really taking to your taking to that next step in your own life too well that's a long that's a long conversation I'll give you a few examples. Um, yeah. I've spoken to a bunch of people that will come in and evaluate your home for electromagnetic radiation. Absolutely. So some people may say, oh, it's quackery, but people have devices all over them, and they're sleeping in the bed with their phones. And, you know, this, again, goes back to sleep. But, like, you know, I, I find my kids doing this sometimes. I come in, I check in them, I see the light of the phone, I say, stop that. Don't use your phone in bed. Oh, it's fun. I say it's going to disrupt your melatonin. They they just laugh at me. But, yeah. But now what I said to them is, I said, we're going to have a charging station at night. Your phones, I'm taking them an hour before bed, and they're coming downstairs, and they're charging. You're not having them in the bedroom. It's too tempting. Because sure? I need to make sure my kids sleep well. So, yeah, because otherwise, again, how much does that affect you and, and your fa- like just the entire family? Yeah. Right. So I guess from interviewing a lot of health people in a lot of areas, the cool thing is I'm applying it to my life my family's life and their health and obviously listeners you know are getting helped um like i've been speaking to a lot of dentists too and yep. one of them said you know brushing's good flossing's better tongue scraper even better but there's these little brushes that are probably like a centimeter long that you stick in between your teeth right at the gum line and you're brushing your gums mm-hmm. and uh, he tells me like i think they're called aura brushes or something he said this is very important it'll help your gums be a lot healthier and you know, if your mouth is compromised, it leads to all kinds of health problems too. So my wife has, you know, some dental issues and she, I told her about it. I bought the brushes for it at cheap and she started using them and she said, Oh, my gums are much better now. I feel a lot better. You know, it's working. I was like, Oh, great. Wonderful. So, so that's what the podcast has done is it exposed me to a lot of different things. I would never have time or energy to explore on my own. And it's really cool. It's, it's, I mean, it's really improved my health and my life, you know, mine and my family's. I think you bring up a great point is that's the one beauty of podcasting is like in anywhere from 10 minute clip to like a three hour show, whatever you want to listen to, whatever works for you, but you can find experts in those areas and you can get them to condense down a whole lot of information. Like we're talking again, decades sometimes of just information and really being able to, uh, surmise that and, and give it to you really the, the the bullet points that you need to know that you can really help just shape your life around and make just an amazing change with yeah like in sleep 
I mean, it's partly for, you know, my pillow stuff and my own knowledge, but I've interviewed now, it's coming up on 120 sleep-related experts. Okay. Companies that make products, ENTs, sleep doctors, et cetera. So I know a lot about it now. And I get all this knowledge for free. And I, you know, I disseminate it to all my listeners, which is great. But I, I get, you know, again, I've talked to 120 professionals. Most of them you'll never get to. And you have to pay three, four, five hundred to get to them or travel to their city. Sure. But because I'm promoting them, they speak to me. So it's a, it's a win-win all around. What have been your biggest takeaways? Like outside of, okay, I mean, obviously this pillow can make a world of difference for you. What are your other things? So we talked about just like getting off the phone at least an hour before bed. Like what have been some of your best sleep tactics that you've found uh, and been able to implement? Yeah. When it comes to sleep, and this may sound obvious, but a lot of people just have no clue until they sit there and think about it. What's going on when I sleep? First of all, because you're unconscious. Like, you know, like I've woken up and my kids go, Dad, you're snoring. I had no clue I was snoring. Right. I didn't hear anything. Or a lot of people I'll talk to, they'll go, yeah, I sleep pretty well. And then after they, you know, they, they work with the pillow, they use it, they go, you know, I didn't realize I was uh, waking up with a headache every day, but it went away. I would take ibuprofen, and now it's not happening. Or I didn't realize, you know, I used to get really exhausted in the afternoon, and now it's not, you know. People, you need to sit there and think about your sleep to even figure out what's going on, even if you have a problem. Because, again, you're, you're not conscious, and then when you wake up, it's like dreams. It just fades away, and you don't think about it after a few minutes. So that's, like, step one. If you want to fix your sleep, you actually have to, like, Really create a, a sleep diary or think about it. What's going on? You know, am I waking up 10 times a night, but I'm just turning over? Or am I waking up and going to pee and then I can't get back to sleep for an hour? You know, like one's obvious, one's not. Um, you know, have I used technology? Do I Like, have I used an Aura Ring or a Fitbit or Snore Labs or whatever to, like, see what's really going on? Have I gone for a, a sleep study? So that's, like, you know, ways you could figure out what's going on. But what I would tell you is like um, I see a lot of people working on their health. You know, they're exercising, they're eating right, they're meditating, they're doing, you know, uh, appreciation type stuff, gratitude. But then they're ignoring sleep, which is like a third of your life. And if you don't sleep well, everything else is 10 times harder. So like you, you've said, if you want to really improve, you have to focus on everything. And sleep's huge. And you can't just be like, Oh, I'm on the computer or I'm uh, drinking beer and I go to sleep a minute later. Like you have to give yourself a little bit of time to prepare and wind down and prepare for your sleep. And you got to watch out not to do things to sabotage it. You can't eat too close to bed or you won't sleep well because you're digesting instead of sleeping. No matter how you know, immune <laughs> it you It doesn't matter. You are, yep. You're not the one like, special person. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people go, oh, I only need four hours a night. Well, you know, there are some genetic freaks that do, but it's very rare, and chances are you're not one of them, yep. no matter what you say. So, like, you really need between seven and nine hours. I'm sorry, but it's what you need. And if people go, oh, I'll, I'll catch up later, or I'll sleep when I'm dead, well, you're hastening your own death. It's so coming a lot faster. Wish. It's coming a lot faster, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, so yeah. you got to do these basic things. Like, you got to prepare a little bit. you got to... You need to have a room that's conducive to sleep. Like, like I sleep very late. You know, I go to bed at 3 or 4 in the morning, get up 11 or noon. And people are horrified by that. You know, I've been doing it for 20 years. And one stupid realization I had is, well, almost half the time I'm sleeping, it's light outside. So I got blackout curtains. And I have, like, a sleep mask if I need. And I got a humidifier. And sometimes I would take melatonin. And I have the right mattress. And I have the right pillow. And, I, you know, I don't have the TV on. And I... 
you, know, you have to like in order to fix your sleep problem you need to start doing little things and as you do more you'll either get to that state of great sleep and you'll know when you get there or you still need to add on little more things till you get to that great state of sleep but that's that's the process and I think you'll know when you get there because you'll recognize again like I'll know when I have a bad night of sleep or just like the boys are just up and that kind of thing and the next day it's rough but for the most part I wake up and I'm feeling pretty damn good and I think that's what it is like there's nothing that slaps you in the face that says you're sleeping great it's like you just realize all these little things that used to happen or used to ache or you used to have problems with they're just not there anymore mm-hmm. yeah like when I started eating better it took me like a couple months but I said wait a minute I haven't had any allergies yes oh, I didn't even realize that and that was like that was cool because I used to get allergies for months and that kills your sleep and when I realized that I mean, again I just wasn't thinking and I was like wow I haven't my nose at that time hadn't been stuffed up for like months and I was like holy cow I didn't realize that I, I actually that was one of my uh, about nine years ago same thing happened to me like first spring that I could remember that really I just didn't get bombarded and just like you said that nose draining and it's an amazing feeling to have to just not have to worry about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and people listening, I don't want them to think like everything's going great. Like I still have issues, you know, they're just a lot better than before, but I, I, I'm not even close to being done. No one is obviously, but I still get a lot to work on, but, uh, but things are a lot better because I've tried. So what are you working on currently? What's your big thing? Well, it sounds silly, but going to bed earlier. For me, it's like, I, I don't know. It's just like this whole huge psychological difficult thing. Like, I sat, I even sat down and I'm like, what? why am I going to bed silly? What's wrong with me? And like, when we go on vacation, I get up early and because we have stuff to do. And I just realized, like, time doesn't matter that when I'm away. And for some reason, it matters at home. And maybe I feel like I'm missing out on something. And I don't know, all these things. I feel like if I have to go to bed, quote unquote, early, like it's a deadline that's that's weighing on my mind. And so yeah. for me, you know, other people, it's like, what's wrong with you? Just go to bed earlier. But for me, it's like this weird, big psychological knot in my head that I'm trying to work out. So that's like one big thing is when I go to sleep earlier, meaning for me early is like midnight or one. Yeah, I sleep better and I feel better. So that's one big hurdle I, w- I want to overcome and change my life and be like that. Oh, see now, but that's. That's amazing to hear because now it's, you recognize like, okay, you've done so many other things. Like you, you listed off a lot of things that most people aren't even ready to, to, to touch because there's so many things that they have to uh, work on when it comes to getting to sleep. But then you have this one big thing in there and it's, it's also not from a lack of awareness. No, it's like you said, it's that it, it's not that you can't even just say like, oh, well, I'm going to go to bed at nine and that's it. Like, no, you have that mental block, but it's being aware of it and really striving to get to that next level. That's what it's all about. And that's, what's truly going to help you get over that because you really are working on it. You're not just saying, Oh yeah, like I want to get to bed earlier. Like you recognize all the things leading up to it, the cascading effects that it can have. So because of that, you're also going to be so much better and actually be able to get through this. It might take a year. It might still take 10 years, but you'll be able to do it. And you'll be able to reap still those benefits of, of making that pattern change for yourself. Yeah. You know, recently I've seen a bunch of um, like, you know, weightlifters that are in their seventies and eighties. And 
I really look up to those people now and I can see like, you know, if, if you, if you make it to 70, let's say that's an accomplishment in itself. First of all, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. Um, but if you make it there, are you going to be three quarters dead in a wheelchair or are you going to be like in good health? And I see examples of both out there. There's people that look great at 70 or 80 and they're working out and all that. And so I realized like every day I have to choose who I'm going to be because I'm getting there. I'm in my forties and I'm going to get there no matter what I do, unless I die first. But you know, I want to be one of those people that's in good shape and not like, again, three quarters dead by the time I get to that age. I think that's awesome. I, I, I really, uh, I appreciate the way that you said that because I, I don't think I realized why I thought that's so awesome. Like when I see that kind of stuff and I think it's because now I, I realize being uh, like half that age is like, oh wow, I know that I still have to do this for another 35 plus years like to get to that point and I still have to do it at a high level. Like there's no backing off. There's no, uh, there's no you're finally healthy and you can just let it go. No, you want to keep striving to do the best you can with it. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Actually, that put it in a really good light for me. I hope other people can okay. uh, take that take that one home as well. Yeah, like, you know, I, I hear some people give up. Oh, I'm old. Oh, I'm getting old. And I hear that from people in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. You know, and it's not true. You're still being, you're, not, you're still able to say it, right? I guess if you're still able to say it, you can make the change. Yeah, you could always, right. You're alive. Yeah. You could do something about it. No matter how bad off you are, you could always improve. And if you want to give up, then you're going to lose. If you don't give up, you're less likely to lose. So don't give up. There it is. There it is. Richard, I mean, there's, uh, this is actually really good. I, I appreciate just some of the, 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 the eye-opening things that you gave to me here. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, though, hey, Sharon, where can everybody find out more about you, more about your podcast, more about if they want to check out the pillow to get that, that, that custom fit for themselves? Yeah, for the pillow, go to uh, goodnightssleepproject.com. So nights is plural, goodnightssleepproject.com. And then the podcast, you just go to futuretechpodcast.com. And it's on iTunes and all over the place. And but it's Future Tech, T-E-C-H. So those are the two places to go. There you go, guys. I, I checked out a couple of the podcasts uh, with, with some of the other people you had on and was really digging some of that. Uh, but also, I appreciate, finally, I have some directive to tell people like uh, where where to go look for a pillow because it's been something that I, I've, I've dealt with a lot uh, for people that I work with where it's like, Unfortunately, yeah, you got to go and you got to try these 50 pillows before you maybe get it right. Now, hopefully there's that one, hey, this is the this is the right size for you. This is the right fit. Uh, I think that's going to help a lot of people out. So, Richard, thank you again very much. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Good to talk to you. Hey, you too.